the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. It's time now for Where You Live with Gene Sullivan, the show that deals with the news and events that affect you the most. Whether you rent or own, live in an HOA, single-family home, or an apartment building, Gene will tackle the issues right where you live. So, from the Bank of Omaha Studios, here is the original man of steel, Resolve himself, who stands for truth, justice, and the association way. Here's Gene Sullivan. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome once again to Where You Live. I'm Gene Sullivan, broadcasting live this afternoon out here at the Minnesota State Fair. Uh, If you are planning to uh, stop uh, by the State Fair, you can uh, visit us. We're right close to the corner of Murphy and Underwood, right next to uh, uh, Home Depot. And uh, the shows this week, uh, we uh, are going to all be uh, live shows here on AM 1440. Our show, uh, Where You Live, usually broadcasts Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. If you're listening to our show for the first time, hope you join us on Saturdays on The Patriot. The number to call if you uh, would like to uh, participate in uh, today's uh, show, you've got some comments, you've got some questions for the guests, for myself. The number is 651 289 4477. And uh, I'm broadcasting out here on the uh, Mutual of Omaha uh, Bank patio out here at the Minnesota State Fair. And with Mutual of Omaha, remember your association members take tremendous pride in their communities. You can help them maintain that pride with custom financing through Mutual of Omaha Bank. They're a lending expert that's worked with thousands of community associations. So whether you want to purchase real estate or equipment or make repairs to common areas, Mutual of Omaha Bank can meet your needs with a team of dedicated local professionals. Call Tom Ingbloom at 312-209-2623, Mutual of Omaha Bank, member FDIC. I'm also brought to you by the great folks at Extreme Exteriors and uh, Bartlett Tree Experts. And uh, we've got a a great show. We've got a couple of guests uh, lined up today. So let's begin with uh, property management in the news. Property management in the news is brought to you by Zero Res Carpet Care, a proud sponsor of this program. Contact Zero Res today to learn about association pricing for your HOA or condo. They clean carpets, air ducts, dryer vents, and now even adding flooring installation and sales to their list of quality services. The number to call 952-0-RES. Spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. Zero res. Well, the uh, first guest that I have on uh, the show today uh, co-hosting with me is a person who's a friend of the show, been on many times before. I want to welcome attorney John Eden, who is uh, with the firm of Strobel and Hansen. John is a uh, former past president of Community Associations Institute and uh, a colleague, uh, along with uh, myself, uh, on the Legislative Action Committee uh, for uh, CAI. And, uh, John, welcome. Thank you, Gene. Glad to be here, and glad to see you've got a nice day out there. Oh, yeah. We uh, finally got the uh, weather that we deserve, uh, and I think it's going to be nice the rest of uh, rest of the time here for the State Fair. Have you been out uh, here at all yet uh, this year? 
Not yet. I'm waiting. Uh, I'm waiting for my umbrella to dry off. But uh, looks oh. like I'm okay the rest of the week. <laughs> I think you would be. Yes. Well, uh, John, we've got uh, a real uh, uh, interesting story here that uh, you and I've read about, and let's. Uh, let our listeners uh, kind of catch up on uh, what this story is all about. This, uh, folks, was reported by uh, Global News, and it uh, deals with a homeowner association in uh, the city of Surrey in uh, British Columbia in Canada. And uh, one of the questions uh, I'm going to be uh, asking uh, of our guest today, and you if you're listening and you'd like to uh, chime in, and that, when does an homeowners association, uh, when do they go overboard with their rules and regulations? Have you dealt with a board that you thought they've been a little bit too heavy-handed? Well, uh, with this story, I think if you think that you've had some issues, it might pale in comparison, maybe not, uh, and if not, you need to call in. Uh, but the story we're talking about here, there is a, a gentleman, he's uh, the board president, his name is Alan Stana, and uh, he is the uh, president of a condominium high-rise called uh, uh, Decorize, and uh, it's in Surrey, British Columbia, and uh, he's in a real battle with his... Uh, members at the Homeowners Association because they've been using surveillance cameras to enforce all the governing documents at the uh, Condominium Association. Just this last month, they uh, fined some $40,000 that were issued in just one single month for uh, a number of uh, violations to homeowners. Uh, Now, uh, residents of the building have complained about uh, how the uh, board has enforced the bylaws, which have included uh, issuance of fines of up to $400 one time just for improperly disposing of cardboard. Can you believe that? $400 fine just for disposing cardboard. Well, there is an organization in Canada that's similar to CAI here in the United States, and uh, it's called the Condominium Homeowners Association of uh, British Columbia. They told Global News that uh, uh, privacy laws don't allow for homeowner associations in Canada to enforce their governing documents using surveillance cameras. But the board president is not backing down. Uh, He said uh, he feels much differently. He said, I'm going to respectfully uh, disagree. He said... uh, Uh, with uh, the Condominium Homeowners Association of uh, B.C. Uh, If you end up uh, talking to a number of the residents, uh, they uh, lined up gladly to be interviewed by Global News. Uh, One, an Aero uh, Polva, talked about receiving a $200 fine just for driving away um, from uh, the uh, parking uh, gate. Uh, before it was completely closed. Another uh, homeowner received a $280 fine for putting up signs to alert residents, watch out, they're going crazy with enforcement. And uh, then, of course, there was the $400 fine for improperly disposing of cardboard. It was $200 for the improper disposal of the cardboard and an additional 200 penalty because it was a trash-related infraction. Uh, now, for his part, Stana, the board president, he says, oh, those figures have got to be all wrong. He said, I don't think it was $40,000. But he, uh, of course, uh, didn't uh, seem to want to intimate to what he thought the, the numbers were. Maybe they were more. Uh, but uh, at this point, building residents have banded together in their response to these fines. And uh, while Global News... Uh, was uh, interviewing uh, other homeowners at the association. They noticed uh, three cameras turned on them and lights blinking, showing that uh, things were being recorded even while the interview took place. John, $40,000 for one month just for uh, condo violation fines. That seems uh, extremely excessive, don't you think? 
It, it sure does. Uh, I've never heard of anything remotely comparable here in the United States uh, for one month's activities. And, and the fines that they're doling out seem pretty excessive related to the behavior that they're meant to find. So, uh, yeah, they've got uh, things seriously out of whack at this HOA. Yeah, I, I'm sure, though, John, you've probably uh, dealt in your uh, uh, consulting to uh, other uh, clients uh, that you have. Uh, from time to time, you uh, kind of get uh, boards that will ask you some questions about rules and regulations and enforcement, and uh, there's got to be times where you kind of get the feeling that uh, the way the questioning is going, that uh, they are really looking at uh, uh, wanting to really go at it uh, full bore. Absolutely. I mean, it, it varies. Some some boards are hesitant uh, to impose any fines. It's kind of the Minnesota nice thing, and they're worried that you know someday they will be off the board and they'll be the target. But other others uh, have experienced some pretty egregious behavior. Um, everybody's had an experience in HOA, perhaps, where uh, somebody just refuses to abide by the, the rules and regs, and and they really need to do something about it. And, and enforcing those rules and regs is really the only way to to go about it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's take a look at this uh, story in, in detail, shall we? Uh, uh, I saw three issues here. Uh, the first one was, now, uh, there was a, a group called the Condominium and Homeowners Association of British Columbia, and it sounds like going on uh, their website, they seem to be uh, sort of the counterpart to what uh, Community Associations Institute here is in the United States. And uh, they made it clear. They said that uh, that according to uh, a statute in uh, in British Columbia, they said that uh, HOAs cannot use cameras for the enforcement of the governing documents. Have you heard of that as a Canadian law at all? I, I haven't. I, I look at this, and I before our show, I read the article and and tried to look up a reference that is uh, referenced by the board president of uh, Privacy Information Protection Act. I could not find the appropriate uh, reference there, so I, I haven't heard of that in 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 British Columbia. We do have, of course. In Minnesota, our own MKIWA, our Minnesota Common Interest Ownership Act, which uh, shed some light on this issue. But uh, apparently, British Columbia doesn't have any corresponding law. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about that uh, for uh, here in Minnesota, because we probably have some listeners uh, uh, right now who are thinking, uh, is that the case uh, here where we are in uh, Minnesota? Uh, can uh, Could surveillance cameras be used? Uh, to uh, watch the activities of uh, HOA members in common areas and to be able to find them because of that? Uh, the short answer is, is yes, that, that could happen in Minnesota. Um, whether it should be used uh, is, is another question, but um, there's no specific prohibition for an HOA uh, that I'm aware of, that uh, using surveillance cameras um, around uh, the common elements, uh, accepting any uh, concerns over privacy. Uh, for yeah. instance, if you've got to have an issue with the pool deck or with the changing room, somebody's vandalizing those, you can't uh, put a, a camera in a changing room. Obviously, that's a reasonable expectation of privacy. So you, you've got to be uh, uh, careful about those things. But in general, in common areas, you, you could do that in Minnesota. Yeah. And, I, you know, we've got, uh, I know I'm uh, talking to you by a phone from your office. There are people out here who are shaking their head no as uh, I ask you that question. Can that be done here in Minnesota? And uh, the uh, resounding uh, answer out here is that they don't think it ought to be the case. Uh, now, I mean, we do have clients, uh, I know we do at New Concepts that have uh, surveillance cameras, but uh, there are a few, and they're usually pointed like uh, towards out into a parking lot, uh, out by, uh, for a condominium, it's uh, uh, not uncommon to see it pointed towards the front door. Um, and, uh, you know, some associations will have uh, a a. a not a camera pointed to the front door so that uh, homeowners can uh, turn on their TV and see who's at the door when uh, uh, someone is uh, buzzing to be uh, let in. Uh, but for doing, uh, 
just continual surveillance. Uh, I just have never heard of this at all. Uh, so in Minnesota, you said it could be done. Well, let me ask you the next question. Is it advisable? Why or why not? And that gets to my, my second point that I alluded to. Uh, whether it should be done is, is a completely different question. Um, you could see the potential benefit in that it could be a deterrent to rules breaking. For instance, if there's uh, an issue with a pet uh, relieving itself in, in an appropriate area and you, you need to enforce that and you can't get uh, somebody to catch somebody in the act, that sort of thing. Or if you see somebody dumping a TV set in the dumpster, um, you could see how that would be helpful because obviously a picture is worth a thousand words. However, um, in the broader context, and in sympathizing with your guests out there that are shaking their heads, you've got an issue of, of privacy. You have to I- implement this on a, in a reasonable basis. You have to warn people. You have to have a process for uh, keeping the, the footage. You have to have a heightened expectation of uniform and fair administration of, uh, of fining, and that can put an additional burden on the association. You also have, perhaps, uh, with a surveillance camera, God forbid you should call it a uh, security camera, you, ha- you could create an expectation of security in the building, and if somebody is hurt or injured or assaulted or something like that, and uh, that camera uh, configuration or how it's placed leads to that expectation, the association could potentially be liable. So there are a lot of countervailing concerns, which uh, makes you really think twice before you, you recommend such a thing to an association. Oh, yeah. Uh, no kidding. Now, you mentioned now uh, there needs to be um, uh, some uh, notification to f- folks uh, that a camera is uh, being uh, in use at a building? Correct. You, you would need to, to, to uh, in, in a couple of different ways, you'd need to make it clear through your governing docs that, that you're uh, imp- uh, implementing this type of thing. You'd have to uh, impose or, or place signage in, in certain areas indicating to people that uh, security camera or not security, surveillance cameras are in place and that they will be used. Um, everybody needs to be fully aware that, that they're being implemented. Um, that, that sort of thing. Some, some of those common sense approaches. Yeah. Well, we've got to take a break uh, coming up here, but uh, when we come back, we've got a property manager who's going to join us and give us his perspective on this issue, too, the use of surveillance cameras for enforcing uh, HOA uh, rules and regulations. We'd love to hear from you, 651-289-4477. Or if you're here at the the fair, come on up, and uh, if you have a comment, we'll get you on the air as well. So we're going to take a break. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1440 KYCR. We'll be back after this. Business 1440, part of the Wall Street Business Network. This is a special alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle tax problems. An open phone line has been established by National Tax Relief. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-210-0311 today. That's 1-800-210-0311. When you call, you'll get information and see if you qualify. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and can't afford to pay them back, there's no need to fear anymore. You may qualify for a program that could settle your tax problems and save you money. For free information and to see if you qualify, call National Tax Relief today at 1-800-210-0311. That's 1-800-210-0311. Call National Tax Relief today. 1-800-210-0311. When Hurricane Harvey struck Texas and the Gulf Coast over the weekend, the world turned upside down for children and families in its path. When disaster strikes, children suffer in unimaginable ways. And Save the Children is there to meet their unique needs. Even now, Save the Children is in Texas and along the Gulf Coast, making sure hurt and frightened children impacted by Hurricane Harvey get the help they need. To care for and protect children has been the mission of Save the Children for nearly a 100 years. So when tragedies like Hurricane Harvey strike, They're prepared and they're on the ground for children and their families around the world and right here at home. 
Your $50 right now to save the children will deliver essential supplies for families forced to evacuate, including hygiene kits, blankets, portable cribs, and strollers. Children are counting on us. Call 888-248-0312. That's 888-248-0312. Or give online right now at savethechildren.org slash radio. Is your water softener slacking off? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing now for a water softener efficiency checkup for just $33. Benjamin Franklin will give you peace of mind to make sure it's performing correctly. If it's beyond repair, you'll save $150 off Benjamin Franklin's installation of a new water softener. Call Benjamin Franklin today, the punctual plumber and your water softener expert. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like dollars and cents. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app. Listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Only in America do you have uh, something like the great Minnesota get together here, the Minnesota State Fair. That's where I'm broadcasting uh, today and all this week. Um, usually uh, my show broadcasts Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot, but uh, I am uh, on uh, the uh, Salem's. Uh, Sister Station, AM 1440, broadcasting live here Monday through Friday uh, this week to be out here at the State Fair. We're talking about a homeowners association where the board president uh, had fines that went out for over $40,000 uh, for infractions by uh, homeowners uh, in the HOA, and that was just in one month. And uh, I'm talking about that with my guest uh, uh, John Eden, in a moment we're going to get a perspective from a property manager. But I uh, want to let you know, of course, I'm broadcasting uh, with uh, the support of uh, Mutual of Omaha Bank. Also, the show is brought to you by Bartlett Tree Experts and Extreme Exteriors. You know, you can count on Extreme Exteriors for expert installation of exterior siding, roofing, soffits, spatia decks, windows, and more. With their knowledge and experience, they can design the perfect solution to make your home beautiful and energy efficient, saving you maintenance and money for years to come. Give them a call at 763-441-1334 and tell them Gene sent you. It's time now to hear from the Community Associations Institute. The CAI Minute is brought to you by 24 Restore. You know, the 24 Restore Cost Containment Program helps property managers and associations save money while still delivering the highest quality emergency restoration services for your residents. 24 Restore's unique program includes in-house loss assistance, future loss prevention, and reduction of your overall risk and liability. For more information about this program, please visit 24restore.com. That's 24restore.com. Are you a member of the Community Associations Institute? For nearly 40 years, CAI has provided education and resources to volunteer homeowners who govern community associations and the professionals who support them. Visit caionline.org to learn more. The address again is caionline.org. CAI helps community associations board members by providing online resources, in-person training, and hard copy publications written by association management experts. CAI offers community managers professional development, networking opportunities, and a certification program that is established as the industry standard nationwide. Minnesota has its own chapter of the Community Associations Institute to bring resources and tools from community associations around the country right to your home. Visit www.cai-mn.com to learn more and become a member of CAI today. Your community and management company will benefit from your involvement. Join the Community Associations Institute today at cai-mn.com and click on Membership. 
Uh, we're interested in hearing from uh, everybody. What do you think about this board president uh, uh, going uh, gonzo with $40,000 in violation fines in one month to uh, residents uh, for everything? Uh, from uh, cardboard uh, not being uh, put away uh, properly to uh, not uh, leaving, uh, not or pulling away with your car and not allowing uh, the, the door to the garage or the gate to shut completely before taking off. Uh, here to give us uh, a perspective from a property uh, manager's point of view, we have on the phone joining both John and myself, Senior Property Manager with New Concepts Management, Mr. David Schultz. Hi, David. Hi, Gene. Hi, John. How are you guys today? Great. Real well. So, uh, David, I uh, appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy uh, schedule just to uh, give us a uh, your two cents worth here. Uh, $40,000 fines, and all because uh, the association is using uh, surveillance cameras pointed around uh, the common areas everywhere around this building, and uh, they're on 24-7. Tell us what uh, you think. Uh, Good idea, or do you have some concerns? Well, I have a lot of concerns after hearing about the uh, situation. It's from an administrative standpoint, in 20 years in the industry, whether it being on a board or as a property manager, I don't think I've levied maybe one-tenth of that amount in fines, whether, you know, and so just the amount of time that the association is going to have to spend dealing with these situations is going to take away from the primary focus of an association, which is maintenance, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, My other concern is, my other concern is, is this association or this president, are they giving the homeowners due process? Are they allowing for hearings to talk about the issues and to uh, appeals of these fines before they're levied? Yeah. So uh, tell me, you uh, said you're uh, thinking about uh, time. Uh, something like this, if uh, the uh, board was turning around and said, uh, we've got $40,000 of fines this month. Uh, you got to get letters out. Uh, how much would that cut into your time as a property manager? Oh, it would exhaust every single minute of it, plus my assistance time as well. I don't think I would have time to do much, if anything, for any of my other clients, let alone anything for this particular client. You're talking 40000 in fines. You're probably talking at least... 2,000 instances at a minimum of violation infractions <laughs> that are being sent out in one month. And I'm being kind of generous with that. You're probably talking more like 4,000 to 5,000 instances of violation notices that have to be mailed, prepared and mailed and documented. Yeah. Well, we might be talking about a little bit less because uh, in uh, this uh, story, uh, David, they were talking about some of the fines being $400 a pop. So uh, oh. that... Uh, <laughs> Now you laughed at that. Uh, well, yeah. What? Uh, how? What? Uh, what do you think of uh, the amount? Well, now, my hearing that amount, now I'm thinking: Are your association fines appropriate for the infraction? Yeah. Um, does the association fee? You know, are the fines exceeding your monthly association fee? If the association were to end up being taken to court by one of these members to try to address the situation is are the courts going to say this isn't reasonable or is this reasonable and i would venture to guess that a court may find it unreasonable for a simple rules violation to charge somebody more than one month of a maintenance fee yeah well is it reasonable indeed david uh, thanks for uh, taking some time and joining us uh, today with your comments appreciate that And, uh, folks, we're going to take another quick break, but don't go away. We want to hear from you. We're going to be talking about this condo association in British Columbia. What do you think? $40,000 of fines? Woo! Uh, But don't go away. We'll cover this and more after these messages. 
Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Fire the stockbroker and hire yourself. I'm Larry Levin, and I've been on the trading floor for 23 years. I was one of the biggest traders in the S&P pit. I'm also the president of Trading Advantage, the leading educational firm teaching people how to become professional day traders. Now, for a limited time, I'm offering one of the trading techniques I use to make $1.9 million for free. Get started right now by calling 800-489-8876. Leave your email address on my voicemail, and I'll email you my free trading technique and daily insider's market report at no cost to you. This is the very information I use to build my fortune. I was getting ready to retire. I still needed to make extra income, but I didn't want to work for anyone else because of Larry and his excellent instructors. I could trade successfully for myself and I'll never have to work for someone else again. Fire the stockbroker and hire the most dependable person you know, you. Again, call in the next 90 minutes. Leave your email address on my voicemail, 800-489-8876. Call 800-489-8876. 800-489-8876. I started my adventure as an aerospace medical technician. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. Satellite system operator as a space systems operator and i'm a pilot for the air force thunderbirds demonstration we deliver the world's timeliest environmental intelligence data flying to afghanistan bringing wounded warriors back to germany we take care of injured personnel on a daily basis and then flying them from germany back to the states as a member of the thunderbirds i get to be a part of a team that passes on the message of the united states air force reserve to the u.s and the world it's a very exciting career one of the greatest things about the air force reserve is all the different opportunities the training in the air force reserve is second to none it gave me the opportunity to go to college. The Air Force Reserve actually paid for my education, which allowed me to commission. It was definitely a bonus. Probably the most exciting thing I've done is support humanitarian relief operations in places like Haiti. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. Being able to travel. Enjoy the getaways that I get, and I enjoy the camaraderie and fellowship I share with all my unit mates. We're really close-knit. We're unique. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. That's just the cold, hard truth. <laughs> I still throw a few back, talk a little smack, but I'm feeling bulletproof. So don't double dog near me now. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live. Gene Sullivan here broadcasting from the Mutual, Ho- Mutual of Omaha Bank patio out here at the uh, AM 1280 Patriot booth here at the Minnesota State Fair. But I'm broadcasting this week, Monday through Friday, between 2 and 3 every day, a special broadcast of Where You Live on AM 1440 KYCR. And, uh, you know, uh, also brought to you by the folks at Extreme Exteriors, and I've got to talk about, uh, for just for a moment, Bartlett Tree Experts. You know, uh, the folks at Bartlett, they really are the nerds of tree care. They're experts in every sense of the word. Did you know at Bartlett, they've got a 350-acre research lab in Arboretum. Not only are their PhDs constantly developing new techniques, treatments, and tree care, but they also provide the support and training to all their field technicians so you get the best care possible. Bartlett's inventory management plans using Arboscope, the best in the business. Now, with a comprehensive understanding of value, condition and the needs of your trees combined with Bartlett's expertise you get the most out of uh, your dollar when using them give them a call at 763-253-8733 and tell them Gene sent you want to welcome back uh, attorney John Eden with Strobel Hansen Uh, John we've been talking a little bit about this uh, story out of uh, uh, Surrey in British Columbia about uh, a homeowners association finding $40,000 $40,000 just in one month in violation fines. And uh, we're talking about this a little bit. And then we heard from uh, a property manager just this last segment about concerns that he has. Uh, what do you think about what uh, David uh, said? Uh, some uh, fair observations? Absolutely. And, and, and solidly based in the MCIWA statute in Minnesota. Um, before you can... As David knows, before you can impose a fine, you have to give somebody a, a hearing or an ability to be heard for the violation. Um, the fine must be reasonable, and uh, if it's not reasonable, it can be challenged. And there's also a provision in MCIWA that says if you, if you, as a concerned uh, uh, association member, challenge and win, you can get your attorney's fees. And so there's a lot of breaks on that process in Minnesota, which don't uh, uh, appear to be apparent in 
British Columbia from this board president who's imposing these $40,000 worth of monthly fines. Yeah, and I, I guess at this point we don't know, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that they probably have thought of that too, and there would need to be a, 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 a hearing process that you go through, because uh, in, in what free democratic society do you know that you uh, can just be charged and say you're guilty, that's it? Absolutely. Yep, it's in the statute. You can't do that. Yeah, and so, I mean, uh, uh, besides uh, these horrendous amounts, now you've got uh, someone uh, handing them out right and left, and then uh, there's uh, no hearing process. Or if there is, I bet you this board can't be doing anything else all day long. You'd have to quit your day job, uh, it sounds like. I mean, it's absolutely true. (laughs) Yeah. Well, let, let's take a look at this a little bit uh, further here. We talked about one issue, and that was whether or not uh, surveillance cameras can be used. And it looks like, according to uh, statute in uh, British Columbia, they cannot. You said here in Minnesota they could. But thankfully, you and I, in our uh, decades of uh, being in this industry, have not heard of anybody doing that. And uh, hopefully nobody's getting a bright idea to do that based on this show today either. Uh, The uh, second issue that I had, uh, Dave, that uh, just stood out for me was the size of the violation fees. You know, there was, uh, they said, uh, one incident, $200 for a trash infraction. And uh, the trash infraction was improperly disposing of cardboard. So they added another $200 for a total of $400. First time, not even a warning, just here you go, $400 fine. Another time there was one person, uh, a $280 fine for having a sign protesting uh, that this is heavy-handed enforcement. Um, And uh, I think that person may have been outside of the property standing and holding the sign. Uh, So let's talk about the size of uh, fines an HOA imposes. Uh, what are some important points uh, you'd like to remind board members when people are going to establish a system of fines for violations? Do we have uh, John with us? Yeah, I'm, I'm, on, oh. I'm on the line still. Oh, okay, uh, good. Know, I, I, I think generally speaking, um, like I said, the, the language in the statutes, they have to be reasonable. And, and the point... And as I always counsel my clients, the point of, of rules and regs is that we want to live harmoniously. And so um, consideration should be given to warnings and trying to get compliance in an uh, amicable way as opposed to whacking people over the head with fines. But they, they have to be small, and they can um, typically escalate with repeat behavior. But uh, I, I see 50 bucks is, is kind of a standard first fine. That That's... That's what what a reasonable fine would be for for an infraction after somebody um, had an opportunity, but not four hundred dollars uh, first time or two hundred and eighty dollars for failure to recycle your carpet. Yeah, you know, and one of the things that uh, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I've uh, heard you uh, talk about as well, John, uh, and that is, you know, with an association, a lot of times if you're talking about a repeat offender who is uh, just uh, thumbing their nose at uh, a rule or regulation in the homeowners association, and we're talking about that it's bothering other people, uh, let's say uh, not picking up after their pet. Okay, that's a big one. Um, There can be a a fine, but uh, after that, uh, you've also counseled people that uh, they can also, and without further notice, uh, just say to uh, in a, a notice to that homeowner, you know, with uh, without another notification, if it's uh, done again, we're going to have this taken care of, and we're get, just going to bill the cost back to you. That's a that's a reasonable response as well. Sure it is. Yes. Yeah, and so I, I mean, so the, the idea of having to go with uh, hundreds of dollars of fines. Uh, I mean, uh, talk. For, uh, for our listeners for a moment, uh, what would that look like if uh, there were hundreds and hundreds of dollars of fines, and now the association says, 
we want to uh, try, and uh, they're not paying it. So to get their attention, we're going to begin uh, a foreclosure proceeding. What do you think of that? Well, that, that's certainly an extreme uh, uh, case situation, but it, it, it has happened, and it's not unprecedented. I mean, it's either uh, in the context of behavior that you can't, uh, can't otherwise regulate or, or the imposition of fines, which are, are not paid, because in Minnesota, as you well know, Gene, um, a fine becomes a lien upon the unit uh, immediately uh, when it's assessed. And you, as a homeowners association board, have the ability to foreclose on that lien uh, if, if you know, push comes to shove. Again, though, in, in an extreme situation. Yeah. And, and, I mean, let's talk about uh, that for a moment, too, uh, just uh, from uh, the, the view of the state legislature. You and I have been there a number of times now with uh, HOA issues and concerns. Uh, fines and an association's ability to fine uh, has uh, been brought up uh, more than once over the last few years in various bills uh, because uh, they uh, are viewed as uh, arbitra- arbitrary and capricious. And, uh, and uh, uh, it looks like, uh, I think, don't you think a, a lot of courts would uh, look ver- very unfavorably towards an HOA if they realize that uh, these fines are really uh, just because of... Uh, violations of uh, just things that are uh, things that uh, bother people versus actual money that's owed uh, because of expenses for operating the building? I think the nature of the, of the violation would have to be pretty egregious um, to get a court to agree with you. But there are things that impact uh, health and safety. Um, perhaps, uh, you know, a, a fireplace on your balcony or a grill on your balcony, yes. I should say. You know, these portable fire fire pits that they have. Something like that, that's not allowed. That's a health and safety issue. And if somebody repeatedly used that and refused to back down, I could see in a court saying, okay, this imperils the whole building. And I could I could make a, uh, a persuasive argument that, that uh, foreclosure should go through. Um, yeah. For the pet thing, though, obviously not a health and safety, inconvenient, smelly, messy, uh, not health and safety necessarily. Um, that's obviously a tougher case to make. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's, it's something else. Uh, you know, um, it's interesting uh, in this story that we're talking about uh, from British Columbia, the board president, uh, uh, his name again, Alan, what is it? Uh, anyway, Alan Stana. Um, he's never done a live interview uh, with... Uh, the uh, TV or with uh, the news folks up in uh, Canada, we've uh, tried asking him over the last three weeks uh, to respond and uh, hasn't been uh, wanting to, uh, uh, to do that uh, either. Uh, but uh, let's uh, talk about in the story, the global news, when they were doing the interview with uh, the other homeowners there, the board president didn't come forward, but uh, a lot of people seemed, uh, not just a few, but a lot uh, were very happy to take some time and talk about uh, their uh, uh, view of everything. And while they were being interviewed, there were cameras that all of a sudden were turned on and pointed uh, towards them. Sounds kind of creepy, doesn't that? It, it certainly does. Uh, it goes to the advisability. You, you, if you're going to go this route, you really need to think of the pitfalls that we've been discussing for the whole hour here and, and, and weigh the detriment. And, and I think that the equity is kind of balanced against going with this approach. Another thing I find really interesting in this article is there's really no mention of a, an association board. It just seems like this guy is kind of running the show. And, and it'd be hard, I think, in, in a lot of our communities to find five people that would think that this was appropriate behavior. In Minnesota, it's, it's not uh, vested in, in the board president to issue fines. You have to, you have to have a board vote on that sort of thing. And so uh, that, that governmental checks and balances processes in place here. I, I don't know that it is in British Columbia, or it doesn't sound like it. Yeah, or, and, or the, the one uh, thing that I could see uh, happening here uh, in, and that I see quite a bit in uh, uh, being in the business for about 30-some years now, and that is you get, uh, you get an individual, you have an entire board uh, that is in charge, but it's so easy for one person to get very heavy-handed you know, they're, they're the, uh, the, the loud person, 
and uh, the others end up uh, not wanting to, you know, they're, they're just barely there just because they were kind of, their arm was twisted to be on the board. And uh, they're not there for uh, uh, all the headaches that this person wants to do. So they just kind of sit back and let someone uh, take over instead of uh, standing up and standing against someone like that. Yeah, I, I, I have I've seen those situations too. And, and, and those board members who don't really want to be there or don't really want to participate are sadly violating their fiduciary duties to work in the best interest of the association. And uh, creative lawyers could <laughs> go after people for doing, uh, you know, for uh, uh, shirking, I guess, their responsibility. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it, it's not a good thing. I mean, it's meant to be a community. It's meant Those decisions are meant to be made by a board, not a person. That's how it ideally needs to happen. Yeah. Well, there, there's one other issue that I saw in reading this story. I thought maybe we could talk about last issue here. It's, it finally started uh, referring to uh, the fact that building owners are starting to band together. And I guess I thought it would be worthwhile for us to take a few minutes to talk about if someone's in a homeowners association they don't like the way and the direction their HOA is going with rules and regulations and they think that things might be getting a little bit heavy-handed a little bit uh, out of control Uh, homeowners banding together what are some effective and ineffective ways homeowners can either make a difference or uh, just uh, muddy things up. Let's uh, talk about uh, what are some ineffective things that uh, uh, you see people trying to do that they really shouldn't. Well, uh, I, I think some of the the more obvious ones are um, ignoring the problem or uh, going directly to court, um, perhaps uh, giving interviews to the press. I, I don't know that that's always helpful because... Uh, Feelings uh, hurt to get hurt, and and tempers are inflamed, and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going. To, yeah, I was. I was uh, just going to agree with you there. Uh, you know, it. Uh, the idea of just ignoring. You know, people. Uh, you see that too. People say, "Well, that's just absolutely ridiculous," and so they just uh, start throwing away any notice to the association, and that's when all of a sudden. They get to a point where, uh, because of that, and they haven't responded, that's when the board says, okay, now we're going to begin, since we haven't gotten your attention so far, we're going to begin foreclosing. And uh, then it gets ratcheted up a whole uh, additional notch. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I mean, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I think what, what they need to concentrate on is, is I mean, you're a little... Uh, condensed form of government in an HOA, and and your representation is at the ballot box. And so at the annual meeting, you run for the board. You present a slate of candidates that want to run for the board. For those open seats, you change things by getting on the board, which is the decision-making body. That's really what you have to do. Yeah, and uh, you're right. Uh, I mean, the, the bottom line is in a number of homeowner associations, uh, they are hard-pressed to even find enough people to uh, have a uh, quorum to be able to have that annual meeting. And so uh, what you're talking about is that people really need to take a look at participation. Absolutely. If it bothers you enough, you've got to stand up and, and do something about it. Yeah. Well, uh, we uh, got uh, more to say just to wrap this up, but we've got to take another quick break. And then we've got a listener question that we're going to pass by, John. So don't go away. You're listening to Where You Live on AM 1440. Back after these messages. It makes dollars and cents. We are Business 1440. Mike Gallagher here for Relief Factor. You might be asking, who should consider ordering Relief Factor? Well, anyone with pain that's keeping them from doing things that bring joy to their life. Maybe taking a long walk, not having the pain, riding a bike, playing golf again without pain, opening a jar or sewing or using a hammer, even rolling out of bed every morning without pain. For me, I had hip replacement. And then I had a little bit of a scooter accident in New York, left me miserable, aches and pains, until I started taking Relief Factor. Heard about them on the radio. I started to take Relief Factor, a pack in the morning, a packet in the evening. You know what? 
what? I was completely pain-free. I want to prove it to you by you taking the three-week quick start from Relief Factor. It's only nineteen ninety-five. Do you know people percent of those who take the quick start order again? We know it works. So if your pain isn't worth the price of a cup of coffee a day to lower, then you're not in much pain. If it is worth it, try the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, Relief Factor. This is a special alert to consumers who owe back taxes to the IRS. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing during the decline in the U.S. economy, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle tax problems. An open phone line has been established by National Tax Relief. Grab a pen or put this number in your cell phone, but call 1-800-210-0311 today. That's 1-800-210-0311. When you call, you'll get information and see if you qualify. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and can't afford to pay them back, there's no need to fear anymore. You may qualify for a program that could settle your tax problems and save you money. For free information and to see if you qualify, call National Tax Relief today at 1-800-210-0311. That's 1-800-210-0311. Call National Tax Relief today. one 800 Financial Fortitude with Dale Creed Francis and Ryan Litvin pointing out today's challenges in the economy for today's investors. But it isn't just elderly people that are dropping out of the labor force. In fact, the inactivity rate for men in their prime years, that's 25 to 54 years old, that continues to rise and is now the highest that's ever been recorded. It's Financial Fortitude every weekday morning at 8 and Sunday mornings at 11 on the new Business 1440, part of the Wall Street Business Network. Benjamin Franklin Plumbing is celebrating seniors and their contribution to our community. Benjamin Franklin, the punctual plumber, is offering all seniors 20% off their plumbing services every Wednesday. Call Ben Franklin, the punctual plumber, 877-BEN-1776. With all the financial knowledge, information you could ever possibly want and use, Bloomberg coming back next in just a few on Business 1440, your place here as the Wall Street Business Network. We've got mostly sunny skies out there, 80 degrees for our high today, chance of showers, thunderstorms tomorrow, mostly sunny and 83. You're listening to Where You Live with Gene Sullivan. Welcome back to Where You Live with uh, Gene Sullivan. I'm broadcasting uh, live at the Minnesota State Fair, and we'll be all this week between uh, the 2 and 3 o'clock hour on AM 1440 KYCR. But uh, please join me at my regular time Saturdays at 10 a.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. When you get back... uh, with my guest, uh, John Eden, in just a moment, but would like to let you know, of course, I am able to broadcast because of the great folks at Mutual of Omaha Bank, Bartlett Tree Experts, and Extreme Exteriors. Uh, before we get back and close this segment today, uh, it's time to hear from the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association. The MHA Minute is brought to you once again by 24 Restore. It's the 24 Restore Cost Containment Program that helps property managers save money while still delivering the highest quality emergency restoration services for your residents. 24 Restore's unique program includes in-house loss assistance, future loss prevention, and reduction of your overall risk and liability. For more information about this cost containment program, please visit 24Restore.com. That's 24Restore.com. Some of the benefits of successful property management. Are you ready? On-time payment of rent, improved resident quality, stabilized income, reduced turnover, controlled expenses, improved financial performance, less property wear and tear, allowance for property improvements, enhanced property value, being proactive, not reactive, better relationships with neighbors, fewer police calls, creating a community, being a great neighbor. These are some of the benefits of good property management. And whether you run a townhome association or you are renting out your condo, duplex, or a 100-plus unit building, membership with the Minnesota Multi-Housing Association gives you the tools you need to run your business effectively while minimizing the headaches. 
Don't be a good landlord. Be a great one. Visit www.mmha.com. That's two M's, mmha.com. Uh, let me just also uh, tell you, listeners, that uh, there's an event uh, coming up uh, Wednesday evening, September 20th, between 5 and 7 p.m. Uh, the uh, folks at 24 Restore have a, uh, a special event uh, at the, their building in Ramsey. Uh, they're going to be going through the anatomy of an insurance restoration and uh, what goes and what's involved in emergency restoration services. Uh, they're they're going to have plenty of food for everybody. There's going to be uh, fun. They're going to give you a great tour to see uh, their operations, how things are handled. I'm going to be doing a special recording of where you live uh, that evening there as well. So come and uh, join me, won't you? For more information, go to uh, 24restore.com, 24restore.com. You can get their contact information, sign up and register for that event. Uh, John uh, Eden has been my guest uh, all day to, uh, during the show today. And, uh, John, I really appreciate you taking uh, time out of your busy schedule to uh, uh, weigh in. We've been talking about um, when homeowner associations just get uh, out, out of hand and crazy with uh, rules and regulations. And uh, at uh, the end of the last segment, you were talking about uh, the best thing that people can do is to uh, show up and vote and make sure that uh, complacency uh, isn't what uh, is the hallmark of your homeowners association. Absolutely. That's really, um, outside of the legal process and, and suing the board, uh, that's, that's your only way really to change things. And it's where you live, um, and you think you care about that, and, and so would volunteer. Yeah. Uh, and so, in, in closing, before we talk uh, about a, a question a listener has here, you know, uh, let's just uh, kind of uh, recap for people that are on the board. What What's the purpose of rules and regulations uh, uh, anyway? Uh, according to this one guy in Canada, it was he was wanting to, no doubt, wanting to get everybody 24-7 and 100% of the time and make sure that nobody uh, nobody gets away with anything. That's really an unrealistic expectation. It is. You're never going to do that in a community where a number of people live. But you want to, your goal is, is harmonious living. It's a community. And therefore, you want some guidelines to do that. And to do that, you're going to need some rules and regulations, but you have several considerations, one of which is how do you enforce them? Are they too many? Are, are the lists too long? Does that impose an unreasonable burden on the board? And then you have to think about they have to be imposed uniformly and fairly. Yeah. And, and, and you got to realize that, uh, yes, uh, you know, some, I know I get board members that will say, well, if we go with a management company, you guys are going to be policing all the time. You go, well, uh, no, you're, you're not paying for a, a, uh, a, a police force at the property. If you are, that, that's a whole different level, and now you're changing the whole DNA of the uh, HOA community, and one that probably people don't want to live in. Exactly. That, that's not uh, any management company's responsibility. Yeah. Well, we've got, uh, uh, just in the last few minutes of our show today, we've got an uh, email. I uh, wondered if you could maybe address this uh, for a listener. Uh, John uh, began by saying, uh, Dear Gene, I have a board that only does what the management company tells them to do. After only three phone calls, I found out that we paid $6,000 too much on concrete work that we paid $15,000 for. So I guess he thought it should only cost 9000 And he is here complaining that he wrote to the president, the vice president, a letter, uh, showed up at meetings, uh, and he just feels that uh, this is a case of the board uh, being run by a management company. Uh, I suppose it could be happening, but uh, do you do you think that that is uh, really the case, or do you think uh, it might be uh, uh, just a perception of his? I would ex- expect it's a perception. Uh, um, I-, I see management companies, and they know their roles, and they know what they're 
uh, duties are, and they also know what their liabilities are, and, and they're careful uh, generally, and they conduct themselves in a professional way to make sure that the board uh, exercises the duties that the, the law imposes on them. They carry out those decisions once made, but, yeah. but typically don't make the decisions. Uh, we've got about a minute left, but what would you say to this uh, person? It sounds like what he really uh, disagrees with is uh, the decisions that the board is making on uh, what kind of work gets done and when and how it gets prioritized and what gets spent uh, for each item. Uh, what would you say to someone like that? Uh, perhaps he doesn't have all the information. The board is obviously charged with governing the association, and they have to exercise their best business judgment. And if they felt for whatever reason that 15000 was appropriate for this concrete job, that decision is not going to be overturned. If, if this person wants to become more active in those decisions, I think the first thing he, he needs to do is, is, is uh, firm up his, his membership in the association. Um, I, I understand there's an issue there. Uh, which perhaps he's not on the deed, and, and that needs to be taken care of. But once a member of the association, like we talked about, he can run for the board. He, he can show up at meetings. He can raise these issues in open forums. And second, will he be more informed, have more access to association documents, bids, invoices, that sort of thing. Okay. Well, John, thanks a lot uh, for joining me. And, folks, thank you for joining me. Uh, look forward to having you uh, with us again tomorrow here on Where You Live at uh, 2 p.m. at the Minnesota State Fair. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.